Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skin Care, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skin Care harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly. But that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. 
If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to fiberskincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's fiberskincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just wanna dance, 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 dance. Welcome back to the bar. This is bitch number one, Christy. And bitch number two, Kelly. What's up, guys? You excited, Cal, for part two of the reunion? I'm thrilled. You're not wearing your blue dress. That's a little fancy. Yeah, I know, but that's the only option you have in this episode. No, I'm not wearing that. I was going to say, what's today? You're not going to bingo today. What's today? Do you have any plans tonight? Wednesday. Wednesday. What I'm going to do, hmm. do something. Cause I'm showered. Yeah. <laughs> you can't waste a shower. Exactly. Can't waste a shower. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you can go out. I mean, look, it's Florida. There's always something fun going on. I would assume yes. Yes. unlike Pittsburgh where I don't have very many options here. I followed this new thing on Instagram and it's just all these cool restaurants in Pittsburgh and stuff that I never even had heard of. What's it called? I need that. I don't know. I'll have to look it up and show it to you. Yeah. I thought it because Brooke always goes to them crazy kind of places. And um, I figured when I'm in town, I'd like to try new things, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I followed them. Huh. Well, you have to send that to me. God knows now that I'm back in Pittsburgh, I'm going to need some recommendations. Yes. All right. Now, before we get into the episode, let's start off by thanking our patrons. These are our Patreon subscribers who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and joined our exclusive Patreon channel where each week they get access to video content. Or you can also opt for the next level, which I think you get our after party and video content. And then the third level, you get after party video. Uh, You get the after party, then you get video content plus exclusive never before seen video footage of dances or us being idiots on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not really, but I'm sure I have that footage somewhere, right? Yes. All right. So let's thank Maddie, Riley, Tracy, Stephanie, Kaylee, Sil212, Kira, Ava, Mia, Gisela, Asha, Mackenzie, Dorothy, Sophia, Julie, Desha, uh, Ellie, Jelly, Morgan, Layden, Grace, Sarah, Madison, Emma, Elizabeth, Mahala, Joshua, Chloe, Beth. It's a party. Wait, is it? Is a paradigm is a paradigm inside my city? Hmm. I hope I'm saying That's that right. A long one. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Julia, Elias, Jamie, Courtney, Jessica, Sammy, Victoria, Marissa, Daniel, Jessica, uh, Daniela, Clara, Raven, Jaybird, Ali, Hagee Bricker, Ashley, Cora, Erica Rose, Sia, Emily, Melissa, Kim, Sophia, Michaela, Grace, Olivia, Alexandra, Torrance. Uh, hey Fran, 
KY, like jelly. Sam, Megan, Marcanelli, Rachel, Amanda, Courtney, Katina, Kendra, Heidi, Meredith, Mallory, Robert, M's iPad, Mandy, Kaylee, Television Dad, Alyssa, Gigi, uh, Zeljana, Julia, Chloe, Emily, DJ, Alyssa, Liv, Brennan, Tyson, Julia, Tia, Tierney, uh, Marissa, Amy, B, Katie, Taylor, Violet, Amanda, Kira, McKenna, Kendall, Mary, Tiffany, Hannah, Ryan, Natalie, Lillian, Seth, Danny, Zane, Liz, Tanner, Maddie, Hassan, Estefani, uh, Mara, Sam, Shannon, Jennifer, Benita, Sally, Lauren, Ashley, Kat, Madison, Joe, Zachary, Juliana, Nicolette, uh, Lilia, Brianna, Christine, Haley, Rebecca, Maddie, Maya, Briar, Lacey, Jennifer, Teresa, Hannah, or Hanny, rather, Taylor, Amy, Becca, Ellie, Sammy, Riley, Kale, Adela, Kylie, AJ, Amanda, Katie, Aaliyah, Paris, uh, Laurenton, Embracelet, Taylor, Brianna, Empty Chair, do a solo, Daniela, Laura, uh, Grace, Casey, Nora, Amanda, Chloe, Grace, Jessica, Marie, Michaela, Christine, Jill's Cowboy Hat. I think that's another Jill's Cowboy Hat. Megan, Juliana, May Winky, Shay, Jalen, Angel, Sydney, Lauren, and Cookie Tron. Thank you guys. I, there's always so many. Oh, you have no idea. We have pages left. I just try to get through as many as I can because there's so many. Yeah. There is so, so many. So, Kel, what you drinking this week? I am boring. I'm boring, I'm boring too. We need to just keep going back to filming on Friday so my little dude can make me. Uh, your little dude. Yeah. I'm just having a Corona. Oh, well, look, I'm having a harder mics. Yeah. I never I had just, one of those. I, I'm assuming, well, they have like 8% alcohol instead of like a four. <laughs> oh, so and you'll be drunk. I know. I'm recapping this week. I hope I make it. I only have three here, though, so I should be all right. I better not drink three. <laughs> During the podcast, I don't think you only ever drink one. No, I drink two. I usually drink two. I do. Unless my children won't bring me a second one. You always have refills. You're smart. You come prepared. Well, I don't have anybody here to go get me them unless I train Morgan. I think you should train Morgan. She could be your alcohol fetching puppy. That would be cool, huh? That would be cool. Hmm. She could go on like. Taller, I think, so she can reach. Yeah. America's got talent. She could do all kinds of great things. Yes. I have to ask you a question on the after party, but I texted you yesterday. Did you watch? the latest yellow jackets we'll talk no. about it on the after party but oh my god i'm so distraught about this but you didn't watch it so we can't even talk about i almost it. watched it last night and then i i didn't well so, we'll talk about it later i'll get i'm not watching anything good well that's because you've been out all the time i know yes you've been out i see you have so many new friends i'm so jealous you think yeah you're always with people and everyone you hang out with is 12 I know because everybody around where I live is either 24 years old or they're 80. Yeah. There's like nobody my age. Yes. It, it sucks. Yeah. It's like really hard to meet people my age. Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm in New Orleans, no one I hang out with is over 30. <laughs> well, yeah. that's not true. So Mike you, is. You tell me I'm hanging out with 12 year olds. So are you. No, that's not true. I have a couple of them. Nobody's over 35. How's that? I have a couple that are older. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I just became friends with the bar owner, the one that I did the um, meet and greet for. Her and I have become friends. Oh, cute. So, like on her days off and stuff, we'll go to lunch and stuff. So she's at least, she's my age. Okay. So that's good. And just what you need to be friends with a bar owner. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then another girl is my age that she's from uh, Pittsburgh originally. All right. So we are getting into the second uh, half of the reunion. And I watched this a couple of days ago, so I'm hoping that it's still fresh in my brain. Because usually I watch it like right before yeah. we film. I didn't watch it. I watched it a couple of days ago too. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, ugh. I hope I remember everything. But you know, I mean, I guess that's what our notes are for, correct? Yes. Well, so we we go back into the soundstage, and I just want to point out to everyone. Which something that I found really interesting once we started doing stuff like this is all of these types of things, like these specials, they are all filmed in a friggin' warehouse in LA. Yeah. Like you would never believe, like you go down these dark alleys and they're like these industrial parks and somebody opens a freaking garage door and they're just. They just stage it. Yeah, the they just stage it. That. Right. Yeah. And because. I don't think you can actually see it. I actually looked in the um, like in the episode when I was looking at the background on the mantle. They have these really cute ballerina statues. And I remember saying, where are those from? I want to buy a set. I remember that they were really cute. And they were like, oh, no, they rented them. And so that's that they do that. They rent things to like dress a set and they go to a warehouse and like say you're filming. I don't know, something set in the 60s. You'll go to a warehouse that features stuff from that time period. And so we were literally in a warehouse. Um, And oftentimes, not this because we were under lights, but like when I remember when we filmed specials, uh, not really specials, but like promos when we did promos and stuff or photo shoots. I remember this one warehouse. It was so frigging cold that we were like frozen. Yeah. Because yeah. they're dark and they're damp and LA is not warm. It's a, it's a desert. So if you're not in the sun, if you're in the shade, it's cold a lot. Yeah. And those warehouses are cold. So we were in a warehouse, you guys. So even though it looks like we're sitting in a beautiful <laughs> in our living room, dresses. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. In we're in a warehouse, but I mean, everything is filmed in a warehouse. So when you see stuff like that, it's often just staged to look like a living room. I went, um, when I was in LA, I went to, um, God, what was it? Warner Brothers, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I, we did a tour. Right. And they I did the same tour. Yeah. Their warehouse thing that they had with all the accessories and all of that. Oh like, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They, they have a whole section that's just like accessories and lamps and yeah, you know what haunted stuff. Like if it's yep. Halloween time, and it yep. was kind of cool to see. Now, did you see? I did that same tour. Uh, there's we a- did it together. <laughs> I actually we didn't. I did it with both my girls because oh, really? do you remember at the end you go into the friend set? Yeah. Central Perk. Like I only yeah. have a picture with me and my two girls. We would have all been sitting there had we been together. It was with Nia because I I know one of the sections they have like the cars from like Scooby Doo. Yes. yes. Like that. I have pictures of Nia and Paige together. Okay. So maybe I'm calling. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's definitely that way. And it's funny because you'll see the front facade of houses. And I remember one, they're like, this is the house from Gremlins where the lady flies out of the window, like in the, in the chair. 
And yeah. that same house was in another movie and they just dress it a little differently. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's very the interesting. Nice house. Oh yeah. 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 Did all kinds. Um, the house where Sandy sang. was in there, wasn't it? Yep. Where Sandy sang. Um, Greece. Hopelessly devoted. The backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. If anybody hasn't seen it, you should go see it. It is very cool. It's very cool. Um, okay. So we were in a warehouse, <laughs> but we go back into our quote unquote living rooms and we're on our, like our opposite sides, which is funny because um, I think it's just funny how we're set up, you know, but I think that they do it more based on what we're wearing and like how we're lit than, you know, cause if you look, Holly and Melissa are both wearing darker colors where we're wearing brighter colors, like you, me and Jill. So yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with like who's against who, more like how the lighting works. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, then again, I think that they clearly were going to put you and I together in this one. Yeah, because we Correct. kind of go off of each other. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Jeff opens and he introduces himself, us, Abby, Kathy. And Kathy immediately is like, it's always a pleasure to be amongst this group. And I'm rolling my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell that I'm kind of like laughing at Kathy. I'm not just aggravated. It's yeah. like, oh, Kathy, you know. Uh, so, yeah, she starts. And then he goes right into Kathy. And he's like, Kathy, we all know there's you, nothing you love more than being at the center of attention. Especially... When you chose to choreograph a special mother's dance that didn't exactly go the way everyone had planned. And then we get a fabulous flashback of one of the most humiliating moments on television. Of us in our tights. Ugh. I can't believe they made us wear tights. I'm I'm telling you, I remember thinking, these don't feel as tight as my Spanx. I feel very exposed. (laughs) And you can't wear undies under a costume. That's a big no-no. So yeah. we were just like free burning it. It was terrible. It was terrible. And I, I don't mind the free burning it. I always do that. But yeah. just tights on a 45-year-old is just not good. No. And I I just, I have a hard time, not a hard time, because I mean, you look cute, but it's weird for me to see you with your hair back. I know. I don't know why my hair was back. I guess because everybody like had their hair back. And they well, were we like, were supposed to have a French twist. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't do my hair. Somebody did my hair because I couldn't, I don't know how, I couldn't put a French, like right now I could not put a French. Well, you didn't have a French twist in, you just had a poof. Yeah, it was ugly. You had a little poof. So we are visibly horrified when we're watching this clip and I am like, literally make it go away, make it stop. Um, And Abby, of course, points out that you have- She points out my ponytail (laughs) on my wrist. Like, because- I think the whole time I was like, we couldn't decide if I was doing my hair back or just the thing on the top. So I had it on my wrist and, you know, I know that that, that is, is a, a big, big no-no. no-no, but we were filming and my God, Abby, the last thing I was thinking about was the thing on my wrist. I was worried about the tights that were on my body. And your kids looked perfect when they were on stage, which I would think would be her priority. Your kids it's didn't have a pony on there. Stupid, so Always. Right in. <laughs> Always. So Jeff's like, Kathy stole the spotlight. And he's like, was your improv solo premeditated? 
And Kathy's like, I had to do something. I was working with people that were totally inept when it came to dancing. I was trying to give a grand jeté to Melissa. Christy could only do the little jazz hand thing. And so she had to pull it together. It was Abby's recital and she didn't want it to flop. So wait, I just have to say, we got to pick our special parts. Exactly, yes. And Kathy definitely knew what was happening because like I said, when we watched the episode, John Michael and yes, and were there ready to get her off, carry her off the stage and stuff like they would have never been there. Cause they would have been in quick changes and stuff. Correct. Like that. Definitely scheduled into that. Well, here's a little BTS. Not breaking the fourth wall. Correct. I was just going to say, obviously this is all producers. I'm like production told her to do that because I very specifically remember, and I don't think I said this on the original episode, when we walked out of Pyramid and we were waiting to go upstairs to the den, or not to the den, to the viewing room, after Abby had assigned us the mom dance, I was horrified. And I and I tell everybody I'm horrified because I didn't want to dance on TV. I didn't want people to make fun of me, you know, ex-boyfriends, whatever. And I looked at Kathy and I was like, are we really doing this? I don't want to do it. And she she looked at me and she winked and she goes, don't worry. Because she knew she was doing that. I didn't know that she was dancing. I thought that that wink meant we weren't going to have to dance. But the wink meant she was going to take over. Now I know that in hindsight. But I remember her winking at me thinking like, well, maybe we don't have to do it. Of course we did. Yeah. And of course it aired. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) So then Abby interrupts. Yeah, Brooke solos don't air, but the mom dance sure fucking did. (laughs) Exactly. So Abby interrupts Kathy and she told her that she chose bad choreography and her concept was a bad idea. And then she's like, you should have done something novelty and had us I as maids. That the mom should have been maids. maids. I know. She would love to have us in maid costumes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Or done something fun. And she said, you don't make people that don't dance for a living, go out there and mortify yourself. And I don't know why I rolled my eyes at Abby. I don't know, but I totally agree with Abby on that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and not even just, I mean, the part with the maids like, and they're doing something fun. Yes. Yeah. Like if we would have went out there and did something fun, we wouldn't have been humiliated. Correct. Like, like remember when Randy was in the dad dance with Brooke? Yeah. That yeah. was precious. Yeah. Like they that didn't was. They too much. They just were kind of like the prop for the little girls, you know? Right. Right. The girl. Yes. But like, had we been in high heels and well, then she's later on, she's like high heels and lingerie. Why does Abby always go straight to lingerie? Yeah, that's I a, don't. It's just for the girls, the, the thongs. I would have fucking killed myself if I would have been oh, on lingerie have national never, television. I would have never yeah. done that. <laughs> Ever. You know me. <laughs> But then Kathy doesn't wear lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly don't wear it on TV. I don't wear it for my husband. I wanted to murder myself every time we had to wear a swimsuit on camera. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. why you always see us in like big cover-ups and shit. Like moo-moos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then Kathy's like, Christy over here was a little rah-rah pom-pom girl. And Kelly, well, we all know Kelly was from you. And, and then you're like, I haven't danced in 20 years. I know, like Kathy teaches dance every day. Like I haven't danced longer than twenty years. Yeah, it was that when was you like said that. I was like, then, and it I, was thirty years that you hadn't danced. Yeah. Well, then Jill tries to chime in, and I wrote in my notes, "I'm like, oh, Jill would have loved this dance. Oh, she would have 
Absolutely. Jill ends up doing a like a solo later. Yeah. Remember uh, she did that. Um, yes. Yes. The Dancing with the Stars. With the Stars or whatever in Murraysville. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Never. Never. No. Never. So then Jill's like, or Kathy's like, shut up, Jill. You weren't even in the dance. <laughs> These two fucking hate each uh-huh. other. And uh-huh. I actually find it so entertaining because it's not fake. You guys, it's not fake. They still hate each other? Yes. Okay. 100%. I I don't talk to them. To this day, if you say Kathy in front of Jill, she's like, ugh. And Kathy the same way. Really? We're going to have Kathy come on. Ask her if she likes Jill. I will. I I haven't talked to Kathy since I left the show. Well, I think one thing we should do is on our Patreon, I think we should put up a thing where people can drop questions that they want us to ask Kathy when she comes on. And so we'll do a big like Q&A with Kathy. Okay. Like we'll ask our own, but we'll do that on Patreon when it gets closer to the time Kathy's coming on. Um, so so then Kathy's like, you know, I had to come up with a dance. I had to come up with co- costumes on my own. I still have that costume, P.S. And you do? Yeah, I didn't throw away anything from the show. I kept it all. I never knew when they needed us to bring it back in. But you never received them. I never received them, so. We kept the mom dance costumes. I did not. You didn't? No, I don't think I have that. I think I do. I should have found it and wore it. Yeah. You should have. Could you imagine if I was sitting here in my mom dance costume? (laughs) No. And she said, well, with what I had to deal with, and Abby said, you had 40-year-old women up there in stirrup tights. I'd like to point out at the time I was 34. Thank you. Yeah, I was and, 40. And she said, you could have put them in heels. You could have done a little novelty number lingerie thing. And I wrote, she loves fucking lingerie. <laughs> I said that earlier. <laughs> she does. And she or said, like the dress up, the, the maids. Like, I oh. mean, that's like a lingerie. That, that's what she's thinking in her head, like. Dressing up for your husband, like in a maid's costume or something. That she, yeah. Remember, I swear to God. I, so the Jet Set dance didn't air with Brandon. We ended up, I don't even know why that never aired. We had other drama going on. But I remember her saying to Mackenzie something about, I want you to say coffee, tea, or me. And I'm like, Jesus Christ almighty, she's six. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, coffee, tea, or me, Ken's. Bring that up on camera. Please do. Yeah. yeah, her point of reference was always wild. Uh, so then Kathy's like, Abby, I'm trying to do something cutting edge. <laughs> Give the moms cute, stylish costumes that are kind of cabaret looking. And okay, she goes, Kathy, those were not cutting edge, edge dancing and they were not good costumes. No, and then Abby goes, cutting edge? She goes, they were doing jazz square. <laughs> we were. <laughs> And uh, because for a cabaret number, the mom should have been in high heels. And she said, well, I didn't want the moms not to be toppling off stage, um, which Abby would have loved. She would have loved if we fell off stage, especially into the rocket pit, 45 feet and broken our yeah. necks or whatever. Yeah, 13 feet. <laughs> oh, God. Abby just wanted the moms to have a good time and entertain the audience. When has she ever been worried about us having a good time? Exactly. The one that like picked the costumes and stuff. They like make sure they look terrible. And I want to point out, we always had alcohol available. I do not recall having alcohol available for the mom dance. That would have made that a whole lot easier. Maybe. 
<laughs> I might need a whole lot more than alcohol. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Uh-huh. And just like Abby said that the dance, the mom dance should have never seen the light of day. And Abby's like, I stand by my words. And for once, I agree with Abby Lee Miller. Drink. Exactly. I agree with her. Me, I, I'm like, I give her a zero. I, when he goes, score it. You're sitting there like this. Zero. Zero. <laughs> and she's like a 70. And Kathy's like, well, that's passing. And she's like, that's not even a bronze. <laughs> so then we got many bronzes. No. We so got. we get, we, we got a bronze. We might've even gotten an honorable mention. I'm serious. Maybe. That was Maybe. terrible. <sighs> so we go on and, um, Jeff asked Kathy how it feels to only have been Abby once on the show by a 10th of the point. And I feel bad for Kathy here because yeah. this is the kind of shit that we have to like perpetuate the narrative with our girls and the truth is, in real competitions, when we were doing real routines and stuff, I recall competitions where candy apples, like, were cleaning up and beating us. Yeah. You know, in years past, they were I mean, good. it's all the storyline, you know? I mean, that's just like with the girls. I mean, a lot of times they won and they didn't show it or, you know. Yeah, but Kathy has to sit here and pretend. And she says, you know, we've beaten the ALDC in years past, so it's a little frustrating. And I totally feel Kathy because she's right. She has beaten the ALDC. Yeah. But she has to sit there and be like the little gremlin. Yeah. The little gremlin. She's like Roadrunner. Like, oh, I'm going to get an anvil dropped on me today. (laughs) (laughs) So Kathy would rather see the rivalry as good, healthy competition rather than a vindictive thing. And then uh, he asked Kathy if Abby is better than her. He asked her that. I know. Is Abby better than you? Hell asks that. And what is she gonna be like? Yes. I would have been. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like he asked the question. Like, what an ass. Correct. But then she says, I think Abby's girls have star quality, which I thought was a nice way for a good comeback. Yeah. A good comeback to circumvent giving Abby credit, but also being nice to the girls. Yes. You know? So I was like, oh, that was great. And then she said, Candy Apples has to continue to work on that for a while. So then we get into Kathy versus Jill, which I think could be my favorite rivalry on this show. <laughs> Personally. It's, it's a real rivalry. When we fight, I mean, we're still friends and stuff like that. <laughs> These they, two they fucking aren't. hate each other. I'm telling you, the Louis Vuitton bag scene is iconic in my mind. It's my little one. It goes in the big one. <laughs> oh, those two are so stupid. So the minute... Jeff goes to uh, Jill. You can tell she's visibly annoyed. And she's like, Kathy, when Jill went back to Abby Lee, I hate that he calls her Abby Lee. Her fucking name is Abby. Nobody calls her Abby Lee. Yeah. You know, how did that make you feel? And Kathy's like, well, I wasn't really sad to see her go. Sorry, Jill. And Jill's like, can you splash? Oh, please. Like, I didn't know. Ah. Kathy's like, well, it was fun at first um, to have one of Abby's cast offs. And she could rib Abby about it. And then Jill's like, "Uh, you welcomed us at first. And she's like, yes, but that's not what Jeff asked me. Jeff asked me how I felt when you left. And I didn't, or when the door hit you on the butt on the way out. And then Jill's still ranting about like, you welcomed us at the beginning, but by the end you changed your tune. They didn't fit in. And Kathy goes, listen, Barbie. Listen, Barbie. <laughs> and Abby goes, that's a compliment. Say thank you. 
<laughs> yeah. It is a compliment. Everybody always calls Kate Barbie. I'm like, I wish somebody would call me Barbie. Yeah. And I go, shut up to Abby. Why did I say shut up to Abby? I don't think I said shut up to Abby in that moment. It was a Mm -hmm. weird interjection. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have said that. I don't know. But anyway. Um, So Kathy goes on. She's like, I'm not sad to see Jill leave. She was happy because Jill whines too much. And Abby knows that. And Jill's like, you are just rude. I wonder if there's something that really happened between them while she was there. Because when she first went, they got along. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, she said Kathy, like, got Kendall all this good stuff and all this. And then it was like, just all of a sudden she left and she hated her. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to ask Kathy or. Yeah. I, I don't I mean happened that we didn't know about yeah I don't I don't know no I don't know I have no idea um but then Kathy goes on like lucky to you to Abby you got a little siete out of it you got a nice little back massage you didn't get me any gifts you could have got her that oh little Louis Vuitton God. there we are back to wanting gifts yeah it's- that's why nobody liked us I didn't buy anybody shit I mean I would buy them like like a Christmas present, but it was like something normal. Not like a Louis Vuitton. Yeah. No. It was like, here's a tray of cookies. Most people don't buy people Louis no. Vuitton. Like dance teachers or whatever. They you usually don't get Louis Vuittons for Christmas. Or or a bench. Like, How about a bench? No. Not normal? No. No. So then Kathy says Kendall struggled to make corrections. And she said that she never said she didn't like Jill. And so she just wasn't sad when Jill left. And then Jill goes on and she's like, you hurt me very badly and you broke Kendall's little heart. (laughs) Jill, I think that you're over the edge. I'm thinking something happened. Yeah. And she said, I think it's time for you to shut up. And you can tell that this conversation is edited because it escalated and they're kind of yelling, but it didn't make sense why they were yelling. So I'm like, I don't know. This feels very edited. And Jill's like, that's rude. And she said, I don't think we're disputing that one iota. And then she wrote, just write my damn check. Jill said, just write me my damn check. I don't know what she's saying. This is a very weird conversation. Yeah. Your boobs look huge today. Well, I've got giant boobs. No, it's the shirt. It's because the shirt's tight. Okay. They're looking huge. Well, I got big tatas. I paid a lot of money for them. I hope they look big sometimes. Actually, that's not true. I don't want them to look big. I just like them to look perky. Okay. It is perky. Perky. Well, I mean, look, maybe it's my time of the month. I don't know. All right. (laughs) So now we go into Kathy's underhanded tricks. So he's like, beating Abby at a dance competition has always been Kathy's mission. When Candy Apple seemed to play fast and loose with the rules, was Kathy just being determined or was it simply cheating? So again, pushing that narrative. And I feel bad because I don't think Kathy was, production's doing this shit. Kathy's not, but she has to bear the brunt of it. Exactly. Like whenever they did the thing with the Erica versus- The age. Like with the age thing. Like they entered the ages. And, And I feel like it's the same thing like with the- CDs. Like, yeah. I don't know that it was specifically Abby that didn't give me the CDs. I think it was more production. Right. You know? 
where I think it was the same thing with this. Like Kathy's yep. been doing competitions for years. Yeah. She knows how the age categories work. Yes. I think production did it on purpose and Kathy probably had no idea. Right. And they want, they wanted that storyline of somebody from Kathy's studio dancing against Brooke. And that was probably the closest age. So they're like, just put her in a different age category. And then when it spirals out of control and Kathy looks like an asshole, they're like, we'll just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like I feel bad for this because I get it. Um, so we're, they show us flashback to exactly that scene with Brooke versus Erica. And we're talking about how Erica looks at least 15. And you can tell when I'm talking in that scene, I am so sick. I have no voice. And that just goes to show we, it didn't matter if you were sick. Our kids. Nope. If our kids were sick, we danced. If they had lice, we danced. (laughs) If we were dying, we danced. Yep. You know, like we danced. Lucky. Uh, yeah, so it just goes and re re-enters or we revisit that whole thing with Erica. And then we go back to the Chloe versus Taylor um with the music. And we see Kathy saying, like, oh, I just happen to have access to Chloe's music. Yeah, you have access. Yeah, the producers. A producer handed you that song. Yeah. And we see the whole rehash of like Chloe coming out of the bathroom and me saying, That's your music. And I don't know. That scene makes me sad because like I'm clearly still like on good terms with Abby and the audience sitting there. And it's just like, oh God, this show. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway. So then Kathy's like, Candy Apples has beaten Abby before. It doesn't matter by how much or where they placed. Statistics are for losers. And then Abby, of course, goes right to stats. She's like, Well, your team is made up of uh 14-year-olds or 15 and 16-year-olds, where I have nine and 10-year-olds and one 14-year-old. And she's like, the skill set for a 16-year-old must be better and more difficult than the skill set for a nine-year-old. And then they just go back and forth about averaging ages and, you know, the younger students, the older students. And Abby's like, it's dance teachers like you. Okay, every dance teacher does that, where they average, they put somebody younger in to bring down an age division. Abby did it all the time. Abby has always done that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably half the time when Brooke was in those senior numbers, why Brooke was in them. Because yeah, because then they would compete as a teen and not a like, senior. She was like eight, you know? Yes. So she brought the age down. And right. I mean, that happened for year, years and years. Right, but it has When Brooke to... was on the show, she was, what, 12 and 13 or whatever. 13. I think she's 14 at that at this point because Abby keeps saying 14. Point. Yeah, yeah, season two, but... um. I mean, it was years before that that Brooke was in those dances. Yeah, so and Abby, like no, no, no. But then Kathy's like, you fail to understand that Taylor may look older, but she's 11. And of course, Abby has to get a dig in. I don't fail to understand. I know I see 11-year-old feet and 11-year-old knees. And and she's like, Kathy, Kathy says, Taylor's often targeted for being an older student despite her age. And she said, um, and she said, I know I, there was some conversation where Kathy was like, I know you say this, Abby, because you're always saying, why are those kids so big? What do they eat? <laughs> and I'm like, that's such an Abby thing to say. And I remember her being like, why are these kids big? What are they eating? Uh-huh. And well, she loved Brooke. That was one of the reasons she loved Brooke. Because she was tiny. Brooke was so tiny. Mm-hmm. And she used to say like, Brooke, you'll be able to get parts when you're 18 because like places want to hire you when you're 18 and you don't have to take a parent. 
Mm-hmm. But you'll still be able to play 14 and 15 year old parts because you look young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she used to love that. Yeah. 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 No, I know. So speaking of, they go right into a talk about an audition. Kids will be cast on how they look. And Kathy's like, Abby, you don't need to bring everything back to Broadway. We're not talking about auditions. And she says, why does it bother you so badly what my team can, how my team configures? That's not my problem. That's your problem. And I'm thinking to myself, Abby's so bothered by it because she wants the same. She wants to be able to use her older kids. She's not allowed because our kids are cast to be on the show. That's what her problem is. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody's unclear, that's what it is. Yeah. She's pissed because she wants it. Of course. So then Jeff's like, we have a question from a viewer. Kathy, why bring in outside choreographers to work with your girls? Do you think your skills aren't good enough to stand up to Abby? And Kathy's like, uh, no, she's like, it's very common to use outside choreographers if you can afford it and your parents cooperate. We always had outside choreographers. Absolutely. And even on, I mean, they didn't show it a lot on this show because I mean, what's his name? Um, Ed Phelan. I, I was just going to say a lot it, of our dances, but they never said that, they, it, but, but they did say that my kids solos were two or three times choreographed by other people. Mm-hmm. So like Kathy could have came back with a comeback. Like you've used other choreographers too. Yes. I There is actually, if you're a Patreon member and you go back, I posted footage of the girls, Chloe, Paige, and Maddie rehearsing pinup girls, which was 15 minutes of fame. It's in there dancing with them. He's teaching it. It was that summer. So we had choreographers all the time. So, yeah. But of course, it's like, oh, Kathy, you can't win. No, it's not that. Plus, Kathy had a big studio and she had other things going on. And then she's like, it's just a fun thing to do. It's a fresh take on choreography. It gives the children an opportunity to dance with somebody other than your teacher. And I'm like, I agree 100%. You want to be able to do other people's choreography because guess what? I don't know if you know, but our choreography all looks the same. Exactly. But you also, I, I'm going to argue with that because like sometimes you don't because they they have no idea what you can do and they, you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. Like I had the problem with what's his name. I can't think of his name. Yeah. But okay. Joseph. But what I'm yeah. saying though is the show is a very specific situation. Yeah. If I'm if you're not talking about the show, if you're talking about a regular dance studio, the teacher is going to give an outside choreographer information on what the kids can do and what type of dance they're looking for and who can do what when they're choreographing. The show's different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here saying that I'm I don't want to contradict myself. Yeah. Great, because there are different circumstances that sure not the best thing. Yeah. No, and that's true. That is true. And and whenever the other Later on, remember when I do their custom costumes or whatever, and um, they do different types. Like, I loved that, but it was a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we get into you and Abby and uh, your history. And you're like, you have a long history. You've been dancing with Abby since you were two and a half. Wasn't your mom at the studio when she was pregnant with you because Carrie was dancing? No, I'm assuming she was, but I don't know. We never really discussed that. I have to ask my sister that. I was going to say, ask your sister. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask my sister that. And 
So you say that you actually think that you think Abby is mad at you or holds a grudge against you, possibly because you quit dance. And then Abby shows that all the time that she just like with Brooke, like don't make the same mistake you made. And, you know, like she definitely held a grudge against me for doing that. Well, yeah. And then you go on to say that when you were younger, Abby liked a guy and the guy liked you. I think I said that. Yeah, I did not say that. No, I, I said that. brought that up. I brought that. And yeah. then Abby's like, well, Kelly was 12 and he was 18. And you're like, I wasn't 12. I was not 12. Well, this whole thing goes into a major storyline because she ends up bringing him on the show when you weren't there to like defend yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did they yeah. air that? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. That told me about it. Somebody told me that he said he didn't even know who I was. Oh yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. No, I think it happens at the beginning of season three. Cause you're not there, right? You don't come I back at the beginning it, it of season happened three. After I was off. No, no. I think you don't come back for the first couple episodes of season three. We're going to find out because we go to Denver at the beginning. And I think he comes into the dressing room with Jane and you're not there. Cause they're, they're, they're not together, but but he comes in. Jane comes in with Lilia. He, she's trying to get her on the team. I don't think they show all of that. But Abby asks about you on camera, and he's like, I don't know her. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but I don't think you're there at the beginning, because I remember being in Denver without you, because I was at the mall, and I called you, and I'm like... I know I wasn't there. Yes, but I think it's at the beginning of season three, because I think they don't have you come back for a week or two to like tease the audience if you left or not. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense for season four because I get kicked out at the end of season three. So it makes more sense if I don't come back at the beginning of season three. So I think the beginning of season three, you don't come back for a while. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. I could be wrong. People are probably screaming out there like, that's exactly what happened. Or Christy, you're a dumb bitch. Whatever. Either way, probably accurate. Um. So anyway, I said... I go, did you date him? I, oh, no, Jeff's like, was the guy your boyfriend? And they're like, no, no, he wasn't. And then I said, did you date him? And you're like, no. And I said, did you kiss him? And Jill goes, no, she just did him. No, I did not. No, but you go, Jennifer says, I did not. I did not. No, he like, I was like. This was the graduation party boy. But my, yeah, my, my sister was graduating high school. My mm-hmm. sister's two years older than me. So I would have been, what, 15, 16? And um, yeah, he, like, he took me to her graduation. And all, like, it was like that kind of thing. It wasn't like we were like seriously dating. Did you I kiss him? 16 years old. Yes, I did kiss him. Okay, there you go. I kissed him in a hotel room in New York at a dance competition. Uh-oh, was Abby the escort? Abby was in another room. Oh, yeah. she was so pissed. She that knew. Yes. Mm. Oh. Well, somebody else was kissing in a hotel room at a dance competition, and Abby was pissed about it. Who? John. Remember, he kissed somebody that Abby was mad about. Somebody you danced with, and someone I went to high oh, school yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Abby's yeah. Like- not take people to the dance competitions. I'm telling you, bad stuff happens in those hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. So then Jeff asks you to explain what the tension between you and Abby is from. And you're like, that's a question for Abby. And Abby's like, I am not jealous of, you know, of Kelly. 
And then Jeff's like, well, where does the tension come from? And Abby's like, don't forget, I started, I was 14 when I started my company and I chime right in. I'm like, how could we forget you tell well, us we'll every never week? never forget, yes. And I wrote drink because she does tell us every fucking week. Yes. And uh, Abby thinks you had great potential. You're like a cat and pretty woman. You have mm. great potential. And uh, and then Kathy chimes in. She sure didn't show it in the mom's dance. <laughs> And Abby stood up for me. She said, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this conversation gets so fucking weird and convoluted. So you guys start arguing because you're like, I don't think your parents pushed you the way that they should have. Okay. But how is that your fault? Right. And then you're like, well, I think I've done pretty well with, for myself. I got what I wanted. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids and I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And you're like, why are you holding that against me? And Abby's like, those are your life choices. I'm not holding it against you. And then you're like, well, what's your problem with me? And then Abby says, so you're mad at me because your kids don't want to do this and I'm not pushing them. Is that what you're saying? And I'm like, I'm very confused at this point. I I think it was basically like, like she was saying that like my parents didn't push me. Right. Like she's saying I had potential and I could have did this and I could have did that, but my parents didn't push me. They let me quit. And I'm doing the same thing to Brooke. Okay. I'm saying that I think she's was mad at me because I, I did that when I was young, but now I'm doing it again with Brooke. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then she's like, I'm not mad at you. You're mad at me because I'm, I'm letting them be mediocre. Remember? And she said, right. I am. And she goes, because that's sick. Like it's sick. But, but, but wait a second. Hold on. Let me say something. She also goes after me because she tells me I push my child and that's sick. Yeah. So, you know, which one is it? I'm doing I I am listening to my kids because I know what it felt like. I did that. I danced every day and I never had friends in school and things. And so I know what it felt like. So when my kids were telling me, oh, mom, like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I knew what it felt like and I didn't want them to I like I really didn't think my kids were going to have like a long career in dance. Yeah. Right? Most people don't. By the time you're 24, oh my god, yeah. The body's in such bad shape and stuff. So I I was just like if they didn't want to dance, they didn't want to dance, you know? And they're smart. Like Brooke didn't I don't know, she wanted to do other things. Yeah. So like I can't make her dance if she wants to she wanted to be a chemical engineer for god's sakes. If she wanted to be a chemical engineer, how can I say you can't? You have to dance. Yeah. You but know? I, mean, I think the whole thing with Abby is she's like, it's sick that you don't push her. But then she turns around to me and says, it's sick that you do push her. Well, which one yeah. is it, Abby? You're never right. Yeah. yeah. So then you point out that Brooke has a God-given talent. She won titles, but Abby burned her out and kept knocking her down. So now Brooke doesn't want to dance anymore. And the same thing that happened with Kelly happened right around the same age as Brooke is now. And you say exactly what you did what you just said, you didn't want to do it anymore. Cause like you weren't at dance or you weren't at school functions. You weren't with your friends. And then Abby's like, Nope, you're wrong. And then she goes back to you that you're angry with her because she's not giving every minute and every energy to Brooke. And you're saying Brooke doesn't want to dance. And you're saying Brooke does want to do it. That's why she's there. But Brooke also wants to do and other things. That's why I'm giving her this opportunity. Now, my point is is that if Abby thinks Brooke has potential, 
And she thinks that like, this could be something that she could legitimately do. Why isn't she being more encouraging? So Brooke wants to be there. Absolutely. That's what I just said right there. You're making it so she doesn't want to do it. Right. But Abby doesn't see that. No, Uh, but that's what I was trying to tell her. No, I know. I was just pointing it out for the audience. But now we go into nationals and Jeff is like, at nationals, you had a meltdown. Uh, And he says, is that because you're seeing this scenario play out with your daughter the same way it did with you? And you don't like really answer that. You're just like, I understand like where Brooke wants to come coming from. I'm yeah, not going to force my kids wall. to dance. I, like, yeah. It's only the fourth wall. No, I was losing my mind because your producers like For- tortured, tortured me. Yes. That's why I was losing my mind. Not because of my kids, because of right. your Right. And then Abby keeps saying, well, if my kids don't want to do it. And again, this is like, she knows you can't break the fourth wall. So she's like, then why are you forcing me to give them my attention when they don't really want it? And then you're like, cause I'm paying you for dance class and I'm paying you to give them your attention when they are in class. That's true. When they're in class and you have a private or you're working on a solo, that is their time. Yeah. You should give them your attention. You shouldn't kick them out and like focus on somebody else. And she does do that. So, uh, you say a lot of kids don't want to dance because Abby makes it such a negative experience. And then you go on to say a page or about Paige. Why should Paige want it? You tell her every day that she's not as good as Brooke, just like you tell Mackenzie that she's not as good as Maddie. Why should they want it? They go on stage telling themselves, Miss Abby thinks I suck because Maddie's better than me or Brooke's better than me. Why would they think like that? Or why do you think they would want it? And Holly is agreeing with you the whole time. And Abby's like, When is it going to click in? And they're going to say, I'm going to prove Abby wrong. Not everyone is built like that. I I know that that's what she doesn't understand. Like different kids are. Like they take that as gospel. They take it to heart and it bothers them. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest in Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invest your money for you. I started using Acorns a few years ago, and I have it set up that if I'm spending money out in a store... 
I just round up to the nearest dollar. So that extra change I don't even realize is gone. But what's amazing about it is it's being invested inside the portfolio that fits my goals. And then I look at that balance and I'm always so excited to see that money there because it feels like this secret bonus money to me. And you can start investing too by heading to acorns.com slash bar or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorn.com slash bar. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC, member FINRA-SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So it's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bar. Sometimes now some people that might give them encouragement and make them you know, want to do better, but some kids it doesn't. Well, Kelly, this is exactly the conversation that we had when Chloe was on the show a couple of weeks ago, because I am the person who I'm like, fuck her, prove her wrong. Like you can do it where Chloe is like, no, I believe what she's saying is true. And all I want is her approval. And yeah. so I get that because as her mom, I was trying to be like, no, fuck her, do it. Yeah. And Chloe's like, no, I take it this way. And so two totally different type of people with mm -hmm. same message, receiving it totally different. Yeah. Had I been a dancer and Abby would have been that way, I would have been like, fuck you. I'm going to prove you wrong. Chloe's not that way. Neither's Paige. Exactly. And so that's what she doesn't understand. 
Um, so Abby says that she understands and she agrees. And then she's like, some of them shouldn't dance. So the, some of them shouldn't be at my school. And I wrote, that's why she only had 30 students left when the show started, <laughs> which is a hundred percent accurate. That full dance studio didn't occur until we were on TV. Trust me. Now, years before, yes, but leading up to the show, oh no, that studio was closing. Yeah. Because people were sick of it. And then you're like, well, just because it doesn't click at 11 doesn't mean it won't click at 16. And Abby's like, I agree. Paige should wait. And it's going to all come together for Paige, but she has to want it. It's all been handed to Paige on a platter. You guys are like arguing the same point, but in a different way. I know. It's ridiculous. And you're like, maybe Paige will if you make her think that she has potential to do it. And I starred that because that is true. I said to Paige, I don't know. Maybe you're out in the parking lot or down at the station square getting drunk. Fuck her. Hate that. I hate that they put that in. It's so ridiculous. I was with every other mother at the dance studio, from the dance studio, but she... (laughs) Point out that like I'm the only one that was sitting there having a glass of wine. Oh, you mean at Station Square when we were yeah. all there for like five days and every yes, mother, and every was, single one of them were having a drink. Uh, and some of the senior moms were like insanely drunk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Still to this day, if you go to dance competitions, moms all over the world Absolutely. are having a cocktail at a dance competition. Yep. You know? Yep. That's just the way it is. It really is. So, um, this goes on, blah, blah, blah. A hundred times more what I said. Um, so a hundred times more than what you said, you said something negative to Paige. And she said, so listen to what you what? want. And I wrote, I'd like to punch her. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, there's no way she can argue. She says more negative than she says positive. No. Any of those kids other than Maddie. Right. And then Jeff's like, why did you get so emotional at nationals? And it's so frustrating because you can't break the fourth wall. And you're like, dance has been such a big part of my life and it's hard to give it up. The kids love to dance. You love being with the other moms. They're like family. Um, And then you say, yeah. But I mean, there's also that fourth wall there of why I was was leaving. Of course, of course. But then you're like, you know, as much as I hate Abby, I love Abby. Um, You've taught her a lot. You spend a lot more time with Abby than you do with your old sister. And then Abby's like, I think Kelly was nervous for Brooke at nationals because Brooke could go out there and win it all, or she could be second. Okay. But when did I ever care if Brooke was second? I don't know. But, you know, she's like, you were nervous when Brooke was dancing. And then they, of course, show a clip. And you do look nervous, but I think anytime our kids are dancing and you're on fucking TV, you're nervous. Yeah. I mean, how could you not be? Yeah. So now we go into me and Melissa. What? <laughs> now we go into me and Melissa. <laughs> Jeff's like, Christy, it seems as though there's a slight bit of a tad of attention between you and Melissa. Can you talk about that a little bit? (laughs) And we get some flashbacks of Abby, like, you know, kicking Chloe out because Maddie has to rehearse, blah, blah, blah. And then you see the big fight up in the mezzanine with me and Melissa, where I'm like, you know, you talk about how you're friends with Abby, but why don't you use that friendship to stick up with the other kids? I, I still agree with that. If you've got Abby's ear, like say something that benefits everybody. Be like, you know what, Ab? You know, like Maddie's good. Like stop putting her in a bad position. Like it's hurting her friends. Yeah. But she didn't, which whatever. I mean, I'm sure it worked out well for her, but I'm just saying like, that was my point. Um, and 
of course, we always fight and blah, blah, blah. Then we go back to the Maddie two solos and Maddie gets first place. And then Melissa turns to me and she's like, undefeated, aren't you happy? And I'm like, no, I'm not. But that wasn't what Melissa asked me if I was happy about. It was the the duet, the duet one, Chloe and Maddie's duet. We had been undefeated at that point. And she said, undefeated, aren't you happy? Yes, I was happy about the duet, but I was not happy because of the whole shit with the solo. So that's why I was like, no, I'm not happy. But they made it seem like Melissa was an asshole and saying, Maddie's undefeated, aren't you happy? Um, It was the duet. Okay. So like Melissa got a dirty edit there, just so everybody knows, like pointing it out. So it's not only us that gets the bad edit. Like she got that as a bad edit. Yeah. And then I go on to say that Melissa's done things in the past that I don't agree with. And she always plays innocent, but that's a root of a lot of the things that have happened. And then Melissa's like, no, no, we've both done things to each other and we have a different understanding now. And I'm like, no, my animosity comes from things that happened in the past. And then I bring up the situation where Mackenzie broke Nia's cane. Remember Kenzie or Nia did Satan's little lamb and her cane was in studio C and Kenzie picks it up. She was little. And she broke it. We all watched her break it. And we told Holly. And then when Holly asked Melissa, Melissa's like, Kenzie didn't break it. And we're like, no, she did. Like, she broke it. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about the CD story that I told on the after show about Melissa, which was like one of the sneaky things that she had done. Yeah, Chloe's CD. And there's a million little things, just like Abby sent Chloe for a title at a competition and didn't have Maddie entered. Well, Melissa heard about it and went down and did it. Yeah. You know, like there was all kinds of shit like that, but wasn't brought up on the show. It's just me acting like an idiot. So those are the things that I'm like, no, there's a lot of shit that went down. Um, And then Melissa's always like, oh, I said that she always pretends to be okay with Maddie not being on the top of the pyramid and plays. I'm so sweet. Um, And then you chime in and you're like, I think you guys have to deal with each other because of the show, but their feelings are the same. They both want their kids to be on top. And they're the two that pretty much compete. And you say, Holly and I know our kids aren't going to be in top, on the top. It's just the way it is. And then Holly says, or they're not going to be guaranteed solos every week. And you say, exactly. So for us to fight with them is totally different. Christy and Melissa fight for the top spot. That's really what they do every week. And and that that was true. And then Jill chimes in and she's like, Chloe used to beat Maddie consistently. And Melissa's like, no, no, not consistently. She's beat her, but not consistently. I'm like, okay, Melissa, <laughs> settle down. Uh, I'm like, okay. And then um, we're, we accuse each other like you're mad when your daughter doesn't win, which I am shown on the show being mad when Chloe doesn't win. And Melissa's always like, I'm fine when she doesn't win, but she wasn't. Yeah. And that was my point is like, you pretend that you're fine. I have to be like the asshole who's like, oh, I'm jealous. Be the asshole too. You signed up for reality. But when they're upset or whatever, they go to the bathroom and hide. Yeah. Yes. And that was my point. And I said, um, if Maddie doesn't win something, there's always a reason or excuse. And then I'm talking about like a time that we're in the, in the audience and Chloe beat Maddie and Melissa's like, oh my God. And then I'm like, Melissa, it's fine to be competitive. Just admit that you're competitive. Melissa's like, I am competitive. I just have a different take on things. I'm not going to fight in front of my kids. I think it's ridiculous. You signed up a reality show. show. I don't want to fight in front of my kids either. But your kids don't get to be the star of a fucking international hit show and you don't get to open your mouth. Yeah. 
Like that's, that's the problem I have. Yeah. I think um, that's the problem. Yes. And she's like, there's no reason why we fight with each other. We, with each other, we need to be there for our kids and our kids need to learn how not to win. And I'm like, well, my kid knows how not to win. Like when your kid doesn't win, you're always making excuses for her. Like when Chloe beat Maddie in season two nationals, do you remember that she hurt her ankle on the trophy on stage? And that's why she cried. I don't remember. You don't remember Maddie crying on stage. And she said she had tripped and twisted her ankle. And when she came into the dressing room, Abby was hugging her. Yeah, no. If anybody else had done that, it would have been like, it, they never even blipped. They never aired it. They never talked about it. But I mean, it was clear that she was upset, which is okay. Yeah. It's okay. But that was my point is that's okay. She's allowed to be upset, but it's always covered up. And everybody else has made it look like an asshole. Yeah. Ours is not covered up. It's accentuated. You yes. Know what I mean? Yes. So then I'm like, well, you only feel that way when Maddie and Ken's aren't on top. And then Jeff's like, hey, Melissa, did you think Chloe deserved to win over Maddie at nationals? What's Melissa going to be like? Yeah, I think that yeah. she's not. No, no mothers. I wouldn't have said that. I would have been like, oh, I think they were both good, which is exactly what she said. Um, And she's like, but I'm not a judge. I never pretend to be. I think it's great. And then Jeff's like, well, how do you feel, Abby? And Abby's like, oh, oh, it's good. And she turns it back to Maddie wouldn't be as good at Nash or Maddie wouldn't be as good if Chloe wasn't good. It wasn't, are you happy about Chloe? She's like, Maddie wouldn't be as good as she was. Uh, oh no, she goes, if Chloe wasn't as good as she was, Maddie wouldn't be either. But Abby always said that. Like she used to pit people against oh, each other. Yeah. Make them better. She always said that. Oh, a hundred percent. And then I love though when she said, here's how she said, she goes, if Chloe wasn't as good as she is, Maddie wouldn't be either. And she goes, if Maddie wasn't doing five or six turns, Chloe wouldn't be trying. And I'm like, no, Chloe can do five or six turns. She's not trying. (laughs) But it's just funny how like she, those little things that she says, like are little subliminal things she puts in people's heads. And I'm like, no, I got you, Abby. I know exactly what you're doing. Um, and then she's like, let me just say this. Every dog has its day. And I'm like, oh, so close the dog who had her day. Thanks, Ab. This is one of your students. And then Melissa's like, all of our kids want it. And Abby's like, every kid's going to have their moment. Maddie and Chloe go neck and neck. And I'm like, the fuck? And like, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's just whatever. So now we get Kaya. So Kaya comes on and then he talks about joining us today is the woman that got Twitter buzzing. Please welcome Kaya, the dance mom that wasn't afraid to tell it like it is. And we get that flashback of when she first comes in and she's talking about her dance background and her resume and all of the things. And then you see my fight in the dressing room. And when Kaya, Kaya's like going after everybody else. You guys are like fighting with her. Then she comes after me and that's when I go after her. And when I'm like, don't let the door hit you in your ass on the way out, Abby's like, <gasps> you know, and she loved it because it was controversial about me. Yeah, you know, yeah. she did. Yeah. Um. So she sits down next to Kathy. Kathy's laughing and just like, I would never call you black Patsy. I'm not going to be disrespectful, but you call. But they yourself- made us call her that. Yes. And yeah. he's like, but that's what you called yourself. And that's how people refer to her. And Kaya said that she'd prefer to be called Kathy or sorry, Kaya. 
And he's like, well, how did you get your nickname? And Kaya says that her mom gave her that nickname and it caught on at the dance studio. Well, somebody had said that she said all of the other moms were like white Patsy, Asian Patsy, black Patsy. That's what I thought that the, yeah, but I think, I think what she's saying is her mom named her. And then I see when she was at the studio, then it was like, okay, well you're white Patsy. You're oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. 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 So her, I that think her mom sense. started it. All right. I, mean, I, I, sure, I had it funny. wrong. Okay. That's what I thought. So then Jeff says, Nakai is a beautiful dancer. And what made you bring her to the ALDC? And she says, Abby's reputation for making stars in Nakaya's a star. And I'm like, and a TV show, but she exactly. can't break the fourth <laughs> wall Reality show. Yes. And she's like, well, how was it being the new mom just trying to fit in with the group? And she's like, I'm not worried about fitting in with the moms. She just wants Nakai to be part of the team. And then she's like, who gave you the strongest impression? And of course I did, but she doesn't know why they clashed. Why did Christy have such a problem with me? My problem wasn't with Kaya. My problem was with bringing new people on that were from outside the studio that were just brought in. And we talked about this all the time. It was like, people got to come in. They got to be the stars. They got to say that they were stars of dance bombs. They got to be like featured. They weren't tortured and put down and negated they were always like they're amazing and beautiful and they got to leave after two weeks where our kids were there they like have, to have a contract like correct they were like grinding or, it out they might have had to sign a contract but not the same as ours no and that my my problem wasn't with her my problem was with the situation and if it came across as her i mean because it's clearly edited to be a person then there's not much I can say or do, but like my problem wasn't her. My problem yeah. was the fucking whole thing. I think that was a problem with everything on the show. Like Correct. I had a problem with you or Melissa or Maddie or Holly. It was it was the whole thing of the show. The situation yeah. that we were in with the show. But we're sitting there, and of course, I have to like bear the brunt of it. And I said, I don't understand why Abby would allow someone to come in, especially uh, after the way Abby explained it. And then Melissa says to Abby, I think she said stalked. And I say, I think Abby did say stalked, but Abby just let somebody walk in off the street. Abby said they, she stalked me. I had to let her in. Like she said that to us off camera. Meanwhile, I don't think she stalked her. I think production auditioned her and brought her in, but she's telling us that. And then she's like, did you think Nakaya was an asset to the team? And I said, it didn't matter. It was late in the season. Like, was she a good little dancer? Sure. She was a fine little dancer. Did she fit in? Great. Yes. Lots of little girls fit in. It had nothing to do with her. It was the situation. Kaya says, if, if the issue was with it, with, 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 if my issue was with what God, with what Abby did, why didn't I take it up with her? And I said, I did. I said, I didn't say a word to you. I believe you started with me and I defended myself, which was true. If you watch the clip, I'm sitting there minding my business. And she's like, and you are the worst one. And I'm like, me. <laughs> and so. Oh, innocent. Ooh, me? <laughs> yes. I am Bitch number innocent. one. Bitch number one is innocent. <laughs> innocent. I innocent. And I said, no, you started with me. And Kaya said, no, from the day I walked in there, you had an issue with me. If your issue is with Abby, you should have talked to her about it and about the way she runs her studio. And I said, I did. And then he said, Jill, you seem uncomfortable right now. What's going on between the two of you? And then um, Jill's like, Kai didn't want to fit in with the moms. 
And I say, Abby's always made a point to say that there are other kids at the studio who want a chance to be on the team. So why would Abby allow a stranger to come in and have the opportunity that she wants for the students that have been loyal customers for so many years? Which was what we heard all the fucking time. Yeah. Bring this kid in. Let this kid on. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, why does somebody else get to come in? Everybody but us. She wanted everybody at the studio to be on it but us. But us. Of course. And then Kaya said, but you made a point to always make, like, I feel... My God, I can't speak. You made a point to always make me feel like I did something wrong because Nakaya was no threat to your child was she was there or was she? I had so many bigger problems than Kaya and Nakaya at that point. Yeah, I kind of never really did much with Kaya because I just really didn't have... I know, but I think that I had to be the one who had the issue. And what's interesting is she comes in and I say, you know what? Your perception of things is different. We're going to have to agree to disagree. And then Jeff's like, Kaya, when you came in, did you feel like the ladies went out of their way to make you uncomfortable? Or do you feel like you stirred the pot yourself? And she's like, well, I didn't stir the pot. But everybody was told to stir the fucking pot. And you like her main thing was us calling her Black Patsy. She's the one that told us to call her a black patsy. Or maybe the producers told her to tell us to call but, her a black patsy. Either way, she said it. Yes. You know what I mean? So if she did, if she was very uncomfortable with that, she should have told the producers, yeah, no, they are right. not allowed to call me that or whatever. We would have never had the inkling of that's what she was called unless they oh told God. No. I mean, how would we ever come up with that? No, 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 no. You know? And then she says, Melissa and Holly tried to make her comfortable and that she understands that their alliance to the other moms because they've always been there so long. And just like, it feels like you held your own. And she's like, Jill's like, well, yeah, she wanted to beat us up. And Melissa jumps in and she's like, we were ready to jump you though for our team. Like, here's Melissa trying to be like, cute. Like, oh, we're going to jump you. Okay, Melissa, where were you when she was like coming for me in the dressing room? You were like hiding under a desk. Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a school drill, a safety <laughs> drill. Um, and then Jill says, we don't talk to each other like that. And then Kai's like, are you serious? Do you watch the show at all? And I'm like, well, she got to break the fourth wall. We have to play the fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jill's like, I'm totally serious. That's a line that we don't cross. And Jeff laughs. And then Jill goes on to say that Kaya telling me that she was going to F her up was, F me up was crossing the line. And Kaya said, I had an issue with both of you. Okay, let me read this because this was not me in any way, shape, or form. I was no part of this conversation. She says, they were talking about someone who came out or was supposed to be gay, and I kept hearing the 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 D word get thrown around. Kelly, that was not me. What's the D word? Like. Oh. Okay. A hundred. I don't. Even, I didn't even know what the, I didn't even know what she was talking about. But I am telling you, I will. That was, was more Melissa talking about the whole game. Yes, thing. it was Melissa and Jill. It was not me. Yeah, like at lunch, Melissa was like, "Oh, you gave up. Like, what made you give up a man? Like, yes, yeah. I didn't care. Like, it was not a blip on my radar. And somehow I got roped into this. And I'm like, oh my god." And I remember sitting there being like, that's, I'm not getting this pinned on me. This is not me. Yeah. And then I said, I never use that. And she's like, roll the tapes back. And I'm like, I have gay friends. I have no problem with anybody having like being in a homosexual relationship. And she says, that's always the issue. I have lots of gay friends. I have lots of black friends, all of that. And I said, I do. And then Jill, of course, pivots the conversation 
which I was grateful for. She's saying, Melissa doesn't think that Kaya is a lesbian because, because Kaya said she wanted to date Melissa's brother. And I'm like, how does Kaya know Melissa's brother? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I must have I missed... have known Melissa for 20 years and have never met Melissa's brother. No. I have no idea. Like, I have... I mean, I know I'm... about him, but Melissa does not really talk to him, and I've never met him, so I don't know how Kaya would have wanted to date her brother. No. I don't know either, but I'm just telling you, this whole thing is so out of left field for me. I'm like, I don't have anything to do with any of this, but I'm getting blamed for it. But I have to sit here. I have to take it. I have to be the one who's like, yes, I'm a terrible human on every level. Sure. And then Kaya's like, well, my partner's name is tattooed on my back and I can call her if you like. Being gay is not something I just throw around there for fun. I'm really a lesbian. I'm really not black, though. <laughs> Isn't that obvious? I actually thought that was a pretty smart, quick <laughs> comeback. It goes on to uh, Kaya saying, like, I was joking when I said I wanted to date your brother, Melissa, just like I joked and said, Jill had a nice ass. And Jill's like, well, I didn't know you said I had a nice ass, you know? And And Jill don't have an ass. Melissa chimes right in. She goes, it's a flat one. Remember you used to say Jill looked like she got hit by a two by four? Yeah. She Mm -hmm. has no ass at all. None. And uh, I could give her some of mine. Yeah. And then she goes, there you go, Jill. Now you have a best friend. And Jill's like, no, no. They're like, what do they think flat looks like? And I'm like, I literally remember sitting here at this point thinking, I'm in the fucking twilight zone. (laughs) What is going on? And then Jeff's like, Christy has another mom ever friend to F you up. And I'm like, no, mm -mm, nope. And then Melissa's like, I never either. I got kind of nervous. I thought we were going to get in a rumble. In a rumble? (laughs) Because we're in West Side Story now, right? And Jeff, do you ever think there'd be a throwdown? And Melissa said, I did. Absolutely. And I said, look, I said, look how Melissa's saying, I maybe perhaps I might have to pull your hair a tad. And then (laughs) Abby's like, I felt like I was in a high school bathroom. I was running out. Of course, Abby was running out. I was like, Abby's not going to protect me. What? And then Jill keeps saying the moms didn't, the moms don't cross the line. And Kai's like, stop saying we don't, what we do. Because you've been crossing the line ever since the show started, all of you. So don't say what you don't do because you're a bunch of bitter, toxic ass women. Again, she's crossing the fourth line. Yeah. Yes. So then Jill says, Kaya came in, judged them, and then asked why Kaya wants to be part of the show. And Kaya's like, it's about my daughter. That's it. The other moms make it about themselves. No mom who steps foot in the door can claim that it's not about them in some capacity. You don't go on a TV show if it's not about you. Yeah. Because look at some of the moms whose kids would have killed to have been on the show. Like little Brooke from the studio would have died to have been on the show. Her mother was absolutely not interested. She was never on the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When everybody came in and everyone would do this, they're like, it's not me. It's my three-year-old. They just want to be on Abby's (laughs) team. And we would be like, no, you want to be part of it in some regard. They're like, no. I'm like, yeah, you do. And they're like, no. And we're like, okay. So we get in now to um, Jeff asked Kaya why she felt betrayed by Holly. And now Kaya brings up how Nia lit up when she saw Nakaya because there was another black person on the team. And Kaya think that, thinks that was special. And she would think Holly would embrace, I can't talk, embrace more diversity on the team. And I think he, Holly didn't. No, I think she did. Yeah. 
I don't think exactly what you said. And then you're like, well, we don't treat Mia or Holly any differently than anyone else. And then Kai's like, I'm not talking to you. Please don't make me go there. But we don't. We never did. No, no, we didn't. But I think now in 2023, I can see just in light of how the world has changed, even though we didn't, I can see where they probably still felt differently just because of diversity being such a prevalent part of their lives that we don't even But I mean, realize. we didn't purposely treat Nia and Holly. Oh my God. No, I mean, no. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. But I can see on the flip side where Haya understands something about them that we don't. Absolutely, absolutely. But what but no, I'm- we would have never, no, we didn't. I mean, we we just didn't. And and in a way, I think that us saying like we never treated them differently or saw them differently is us being like, no, it's not different without maybe acknowledging that maybe their experience might have been different. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, she says that at the convention, she saw the girls get in a click and exclude Nia. I don't know what convention she's talking about because we didn't see anything on the show. I, I don't know. And then she says, Holly you must not have seen this and we're defending our kids. And she's like, I don't know. That's not what we saw because this going back to your point where we would not have treated Holly or Nia differently. And the girls certainly wouldn't have treated Nia differently at a convention because the girls, especially at that point were so insular because they were the girls from dance moms. They would have never excluded Nia. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, whatever, it's what I saw. And Jeff interrupts and she, he's like, Holly, what do you think? And she's like, yes, Nia did light up when she saw Nakaya. And she says, sometimes I do think Nia feels alone because there are things that make her unique and different. And she talks about her hair, which is unfortunate because that was something that Abby went after her for. A few times, yeah. Yeah. And if that's something that bothers Nia, that's really hurtful to know. Mm-hmm. Um And she says, while it was great for Nia to have somebody to relate to, Holly says she doesn't give someone a free pass based on the color of their skin. And that is how Holly is. She's like, I want to see the content of their character first, which is admirable because Holly could have just been like, yes, I totally accept or whatever. Holly says, in the dressing room, when we had that huge eruption, that was something out of a 70s B movie to me. It was very stereotypical. I'd not seen that side of Kaya that reflected that behavior. Kaya says that when she was pushed to the point when she stepped out in the hallway, she heard the mom say something that Kaya couldn't afford the tuition because she was a single mom with four kids. And that's something that should have not been discussed. But that would not have been discussed because at that point, we weren't even paying tuition. Correct. Kaya to come on the show would not have had to pay tuition. We would not have said anything about tuition because yeah, at that we weren't paying. If it. you were on the show, you weren't paying tuition. The, the show was paying our tuition. Mm, so interesting. That point. made no sense. Okay. So now Jeff gives Kaya the floor to say whatever she wants about everyone in the room, about how they treated her and how they made her feel. And we have like no room to say anything. I think this is such bullshit that she gets a free pass to say whatever she wants and we can't rebut. And that what she's, what her opinion is of us is taken as gospel. Now, look, that is her perspective. But when you put something on TV, people take it as truth. Yes. Yes. That's my problem with this. We do that with Abby does that too. Yes. And so that's where my problem with this comes. So she's like, Kaya, Kaya says, Kathy, I didn't really get to meet you, but I think you're funny and a blast. Great. Then she goes to Melissa I like how you embraced me and my daughter and you made us feel so welcome. 
I hope that was sincere because I really do like you. I think you need to find yourself a new set of friends because you're too good for them. <laughs> and then she says to Holly, I'm sorry I called you a sellout. Uh, but she feels that Holly could have done a better job of embracing her and Nakaya. Just be our cheerleader because we're both black. I don't know, but I'm going to let that go now. And Jeff's like, well, let's look at this side of the room. And she's like, Ugh, do I have to? So then she looks at you and she's like, I hate to pick on you because you've been so quiet over there. And then she says that you're the epitome of a crazy stage mom. Seriously, you are the white patsy now and the other white patsy. And then you say, so why do you not like me if you call yourself Black Patsy? And she said, somebody else gave me that name. And you said, we should be like partners in crime. I think that's interesting that she pegged you as the stage mom. Yeah. I would. Who would you think would be the stage mom? Melissa. Yeah, because I would not say it was me because I never cared if my kids or won. Jill. Or they, Jill or I Melissa. Them to dance or, or, or me. I mean, honestly, yeah. me, Jill, Melissa, whatever, but not you. Yeah, I, um, I agree with I, that's just my yeah. and then you say you're she says you're too emotionally involved in broken page dancing possibly because your dance career didn't go as how you intended and you're living through your kids no my my it was so emotional because I had a totally different situation than all of you I was right. friends with Abby and the show was ruining that and it was but, turning her against my kids and stuff. And that's why I was always but so emotional. That is my problem. She doesn't with, know that. Right. That's my problem with her getting to just say whatever she wants about us because yeah. she doesn't know that. And yeah. people watching just are like, well, Kelly's a crazy stage mom. And I'm like, no, you don't know the full story. So you could say my experience is this, this, and this with you, but not like my overall judgment of who you are as a, an overall person. That's my problem with this. Yeah. So then she goes on to me, you're just too damn tough for me. I don't know where you get that from. And then of course they have to chime in. She worked at Hooters. Oh, it's my big boobs. Look, I got my hey, Hooters boobs. Did you like my thing I sent you the other day? What? What'd you send me? About they have a Hooters for men to go to. We oh, need to fuck yeah. I want to invest in that. Women to go to and they wear no shirts and like Wrangler jeans and work boots. Wrangler jeans. I am in. I think that we should. What's it called? Peckers? No. Was it Scorpions or something? Oh, Scorpions. I think it was called Scorpions. That's I don't know. Fun. I don't give a shit what it's called. I think that we sh we should open one of those. Oh, I'll be an investor. Can we? Can we? Um. Oh no, wait. I think this is a Me Too moment. I was going to say, can we interview the staff? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll do all that. Oh my God, wait. I forget all the time that I'm not young and hot and those guys aren't interested in me. I think I'm okay. fucking 25. We'll hire them. Yeah. They might like us if we give them a job. If we if we sign their checks. Yeah. And we purr at them. Yeah. I thought I couldn't think of anything more repulsive <laughs> than a fucking old lady purring at some hot young guy. Ew. Yeah. Sorry, that's terrible. Yeah, but I don't think you should have all young guys. I want some young, hot, distinguished. Like salt and pepper hair guys. Oh yeah. Why do you want all young? I See, don't. I, I, I just assumed if they had ones, abs can, like that, I they were young. Them. No, there's some hot looking older guys. So we just don't know where they're at. Yeah, they're fucking married at home with their wives. Yeah. Who were well, 25. Find some of those. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I got your number. French quarter the Friday before Mardi Gras, you come with me. I'll find you a whole I have I, there's like a nest of them. I'll drop you right in the middle. Okay. I'm gonna put you right there. You wear something cute. So 
I said, oh, for God's sakes, Kathy, about Hooters. And Jill says, you don't get tough working at Hooters. And Melissa said, no, you just get grabbed. And Abby's like, all those guys pawing all over you, you don't. Abby's so jealous right now that guys pawed on me in Hooters. Uh And Kaya says that I'm angry and a bitter bitch. Okay, thank you. She's bitch number one. I guess. And uh, she says, I don't know why you had a problem with my child being on the team. If she was a threat to your kid, and she was. We didn't get to stay long enough for us to prove it, but she was. I don't think they ever really even competed against each other, do you? No. And I, my problem had nothing to do with her daughter. My problem was with the show. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. So I'm the bitch. That's all there is to it. Kaya says the way that Jill feels is based on whoever is sitting next to Jill. Jill's like a chameleon. Holly interjects, and I, I do love this. And she says that Kaya came into the studio with assumptions and judgments. Yes, because she watched the show. Yeah. And she so knew she what knew. It was coming into. Yeah. And Holly said, when you first entered the dance studio, I was trying to make small talk, but it was very hard not to be defensive. You came in and said that you didn't think Acro was a real style of dance and that we weren't charismatic or entertaining with our dancing. So we were already put on edge. And then she continues by saying that the ALDC was like a second home to the moms and Kaya was a visitor and she was critiquing anything, everything about it. Just like going into somebody's house being like, your sofa's ugly. Your rug is gross. I hate your fucking painting. Your picture above your couch is way too small, Holly. Like, (laughs) Sorry, Holly. Oh my God. It was too small. She knows. I know. Um, And then Holly says that constructive criticism is a good thing, but what Dakaya did was a little overboard and the moms are used to. So she leaves and then we come back and the girls are sitting with us. And this to me is the best part of anything to ever do with dance bombs is when the angels arrive. Yes. Because they are precious and perfect. And please show more of them. Kelly, get the Funyuns out of your mouth. I wonder why I'm fat. No. <laughs> I can't believe you're eating Funyuns. That's Funyun, funny. Yeah. I haven't had them since I was like little. I know. It's better. What were the things from Heather's? Remember the movie Heather's? What the fuck did they eat when she threw up? Before she dies. Remember the movie Heathers with Winona Ryder? Ugh, we'll talk about it later. Shannon Doherty. Anyway, corn nuts. It was corn nuts, not onions. Okay. Anyway. Ugh, those are gross. All right. So we're back with Jeff and he says, I'm sitting down with the fascinating women of dance moms with all the drama and heartache. And now I have a chance to sit down with the real stars of the show. The girls couldn't agree more. Yes. Those are the stars for certain. So he introduces the girls and he asks each of them a question. He starts with Nia and he's like, what has been the best memory of the past two seasons of being on Dance Moms? And first of all, her hair is so damn cute with that headband and being it. And it's funny because I know her hair is like something that's sensitive to her. And I'm like, Nia, you are so freaking cute with your hair. I can't even stand how cute you are. You know, I, I like, I wish I could tell 10 year old Dia that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in hindsight, I probably did tell her that day, but it didn't matter. But you know what I mean? It's like yeah. when you're little, you don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he is like being with my friends and getting better as a dancer. <laughs> so cute. Uh, and then he says throughout the show, everyone has been able to watch her get better and better. Does that feel good? And she's like, definitely. And he's like, what's your friends treat you like at school? And she's like, my friends treat me the same as everyone else. Sure they do, Nia. Sure. Uh, 
my kids' friends at school treated them the same. The, so the story I have is, so we started filming the end of Chloe's fourth grade year. And all of her friends are like, why are you gone all the time? And she's like, well, I'm, I'm going to be on a TV show. And they're like, sure you are. And she's like, no, we're filming a TV show. They're like, uh-huh. And she's like, no, really? And they're like, oh, okay. And then the show premiered that summer and she went back for fifth grade and everyone was like, like their eyes, like you were on TV. And she's like, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I was like, sure. They treated you different. I mean, her friends were her friends, but it was just like a funny thing. So then Jeff says to Mackenzie, oh, just a, just a different flavor. I'm drinking black cherry. So he says to Ken's, what's your favorite part about makeup? And Mackenzie says, lip gloss. But did you see Melissa sitting behind Mackenzie? So lip gloss. Mackenzie is sitting on Melissa's lap facing Jeff. Melissa is sitting behind her and you only see Melissa from like her nose down. And when Mackenzie says lip gloss, Melissa is mouthing the words lip gloss. So clearly she knew what Mackenzie's answer was going to be. Yeah. But I wonder how they, she knew what the question was going to be. Because well, we I guess they prepped them. I don't think my kids knew what their questions well, were going to be. I don't mean our kids. I mean, they prepped Kenzie for that, obviously. Yeah. Because my I don't think my kids knew what they were going to ask. I, I don't eat. Well, I don't think so. But what's funny that you say that is because next he goes to Maddie and he says, what's your favorite part about being on the show? And she said, learning a new dance every week and competing. And when she said it, I wrote, that sounds like a pickup almost. She sounded very rehearsed when she said it. So I don't know, may- maybe her kids knew. I don't know. And yeah, then Jeff's like, know. winning doesn't hurt either, does it? And she's like, no. Um, and then he said, do your friends have a million questions about what it's like? And she says, sometimes the boys do, which was cute. Uh-huh. And, and I said, they're just looking for a reason to talk to you. And he said, you get a lot of attention from boys now, now that you're on TV. She says, yes. You know, what's funny is they always talk about Maddie with boys. Isn't it funny? I wonder why. Yeah, because they made her kiss that boy on TV. Hmm. Yeah, I just, that just dawned on me like right now. And then Jeff's like, when is Maddie allowed to go on her first date? And Melissa says 16. Is that a date date or a date where they get to go to the movies and a date at our house? Wait until Abby sets you up because Brooke got set up on all her dates from Abby. Yeah, really. Well, don't worry. Next season, she, you're, Abby's going to have you kissing a boy in Studio A. Um, a date where the mom's in the back. A date where the mom drives him to the date and sits in the row behind him. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, that sounds like a 12-year-old date, not a 16-year-old date, honestly. Yeah. So then to Brooke, um, did you see Chloe look at Brooke when he was asking her a question? She's yeah. like, mm. she just like smiles. It's just cute when you see like, like real friendship moments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it was cute. And he says, Are we gonna hear more music from you? Cause we know you have a great voice and we've heard you sing. And she says she loves singing. She's hope she hopes other people do too. And she'd really like to get her voice out there. <laughs> and he thinks people will love it. He's seen the music video, he thinks it's amazing. Then we see all the clips of summer or yeah, summer love song. It's really cute. And he said, did you have a lot of fun doing that? And she's like, yes, it was a good experience. It was something different. And I wrote, they are so fucking cute. I can't stand it. 
That's literally what I wrote. Because she's bopping and the rest of them are in the studio bopping. Uh They're so cute. Again, no wonder why people love them. Yeah. Like precious babies. I said now they're big. Yeah. Age just graduated college. I know. I can't believe Claire is graduating eighth grade next week. Claire with a baby, like the actual baby. What was the most fun about it? And Brooke says, I think it was really cool how we got to dance on the streets on top of a tour bus. And he said, yeah, that was fun. I got to ride on that bus myself once. Uh, Okay, Jeff, nobody cares. You're cool. Okay, I got to ride on the tour bus. Then he says to Paige, what's the biggest lesson Abby has taught you? And Paige goes, huh, there's a lot of them. First of all, I need to go to Children's Hospital. No, she didn't say that. (laughs) And he goes, well, what are the ones you can talk about? Oh, I wasn't talking about Paige. I was talking about Abby. Yeah. Um, And we see clips of Paige's photo shoot. And Paige's makeup tip, when you do your eyeliner, work from the outside in towards your nose so you don't get wrinkles. Okay. But I think you have to work from the outside or the inside out so you can lift your eye. Who knows? I think Abby made that up. Um, I made it up. Who knows? Paige might have got it screwed up. Who knows? Well, and then she said, and she taught us how to eat spaghetti. And all I could think was eyelash boogies. Ew. I know. But that's all I think about when I think about spaghetti. How you have to roll it up on the fork. Then you eat it. You can't just scoop it up. (laughs) And just like... Well, those are two really big lessons. And then you go to teach you anything. She teach you anything in dance? (laughs) And she's like, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, not really. Yeah. Mm -mm. And then he says to Chloe, you've grown literally before my eyes from a little girl into, well, you're almost a lady now. And we've actually seen you improve tremendously. Where do you think that confidence comes from? And Chloe's like, uh, probably the music video that I did last season. And when we won our groups and when I won my solos, it just makes me feel like I accomplished a lot. So, okay. Kendall, if you could dance with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Michael Jackson. And Jill goes, that's a good one. (laughs) And I wrote, it's Prince for me, Kendall. (laughs) And, uh. Jeff said Michael Jackson too. And he says, why Michael Jackson? And she goes, he can do really cool moves. And I could probably do all the moves that he could. And Jill's like, really? She got really excited. I couldn't. Mm -mm. And then we see Vivi. This is an easy one. Who do you like better as a dance teacher, your mom or Abby? And I said, you can plead the fifth, Vivi. (laughs) And she goes, my mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you go, you know, she better say that or you're going to, Kathy's going to take away her phone. And Jeff said, right answer, kiddo. And so he said, kids, ladies, moms, you've all worked really hard. You've done a couple of seasons. You've been on the road for almost a year now. What do you think about next year? And he said to Maddie, what do you want to accomplish next season? And Maddie says, more crowns. And Abby's like, oh, another opportunity to bring them in. Yay. Yeah. And Jeff says, tell Mackenzie or Mackenzie, you've really blossomed. You were a little kid when the show started, and now you're like all of seven. Real dancer. You're a real dancer. They like when you dance. How does that make you feel? You're like a big girl dancer now. And she said, that feels awesome. So he says to Nia, do you have any big goals for next season? Nia says, my back tuck. Miss Abby's going to have to work on that with you. Yes, Jeff. Yes. 
Um, and then Holly says, Hey Nia, what about pointing your feet? I'm like, Ooh, Holly's a little bit of a dance mom there. <laughs> All right there, Hall. Chloe, <laughs> what do you want to accomplish next season that you feel like you didn't accomplish this season? Chloe's like, I'd like to do my front aerial. <laughs> and Jess said, it's How close? Right. Abby stuck up for her. Yeah, she said, She's actually really close. I was right there. I spotted her, but then she hurt her leg the next day and she couldn't do it anymore. So I think we're close. And then Jill, what do you hope that he doesn't ask Kendall? He asked Jill. What do you hope Kendall will accomplish next season? And he knows your kids. Or he probably did and they didn't just show it. Who knows? And Jill hopes that Kendall will continue to grow as quickly as she grew this year and get lots of solos. No shit. We know that, Jill. Special parts. Rosa Parks. That's, she forgot that. Um, Jill likes the competitive vibe of dance. That's how they grow. And I agree with Jill. I do. Well, this is probably why he didn't ask my kids because he asked me yes. if I was planning on coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kelly, what do you have planned? And she said that you have a lot of thinking and communicating to do in order to find out what you want to do next season. And he's like, so you got to decide what you're going to come wall, back. Fourth wall, which was fourth wall. Am right. I allowed to not come back? And he's like, well, we hope to see you again. And you're like, sure, fucking do, because I make you money. Oh, wait, you didn't <laughs> say that? I did. Okay. Um, And you're like, we'll see. And then Melissa says to Jeff, we have raised hands over here. <laughs> this is what I was telling you about. It was like they knew that they were going to raise their hand. Yes, because then we see Melissa Mackenzie raises her hand. And he's like, "Yes, Mackenzie." Nia lowers her hand, and Mackenzie says to Abby, "What's on your necklace?" Melissa is mouthing the words behind Mackenzie again. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh my god, how many times did they rehearse this?" And then Abby goes, "The mothers." these are all the mothers that didn't listen and and I'm just fucking rolling my eyes that was the ugliest necklace ever it looked like the uh the um catacombs on Halloween it was so ugly and she had a matching bracelet she had a skull ring where did you fucking find that if that store in New York I'm telling you I forget red plastic rhinestone crap this is just tacky rhinestone crap ugly ugly so then Nia doesn't even get to, you know, ask her a question. And he's just like, hey, see you next year. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. So we made it. Wasn't too terrible, except I'm a horrible human to Black Patsy. But we knew that based on the episode. You were Look, bad. Well, I mean, Black Patsy told me I was the ter- most terrible human. Actually, I don't want to call her Black Patsy. Kaya told me I was the most terrible human on the planet. Um. Okay, I mean, whatever. I'm terrible. I I beg to differ. I think there's other people in that room that are way worse than me, but whatever. <laughs> I'll take my lumps. So how many drinks did you need to get through this episode? I didn't really need any. Me either. It was easy. Yeah. Easy. What about um who had the worst outfit? Abby with that. Yeah, necklace. the skull necklace. That's not yeah. it. Definitely. And not. Uh, there was no favorite dances because the only dance we really saw was the mom dance and that's not going anywhere near pyramid. Not our favorite. And, uh, I mean, that was it. Oh, did you have any felonies or misdemeanors? God. No. I think my big felony is just my interaction with Kaya because obviously that was was stuck with with Abby, but 
I mean, it wasn't like anything like major. No, this was easy. The second half, this was by far the easiest reunion we did. They're going to get real nasty real quick. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to catch you on the after party on the Patreon. So we will see you here next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a bitch just like us. We don't want to be bitches alone. (laughs) And what do we want to tell you? Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Oh, gosh. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza hell (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar see you next time see you next time small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.